2: of shows here on outkick 360 we are back on monday dan dockage will be the guest co-host chad's back with me on tuesday i hope i'm getting my days right yes i am keith bullock is here as a special guest host to close out the week i we keith i asked you about this like a month and a half ago and you said hey 29th, 30th let's do it and i said i want you on the friday before new year's
1: yeah man i appreciate it um yeah, I thought I was gonna go to the pinstripe bowl, but why would I go to the pinstripe
2: bowl? Well, I got you. so you're you have family that owns a bar right yeah. across from Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and right?
1: that's really why the reason I didn't go, because yes, my family just purchased the dugout across the street from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And um, you know, they, I mean they, they you know amazing. they just they're going through the transition. They had it throughout the playoffs and all that. Yeah. And they're going through the transition, getting it up to where you know where they want it for baseball season coming up. The little, you know, the new little revamp. So they kind of would rather take this time to just stay Have a with soft their soft opening and figure out what yeah, they can do. Stay with their do. renovations, and you know, we'll see if Syracuse makes it what, to the Pinstripe Bowl so, again.
2: Uh, what's it like though, being from New York and uh, you know, growing up and knowing? Hey, uh, whenever I'm retired from the NFL, first and foremost, I'm playing the NFL, and oh by the way, I'm going to have a a family business in some sort across from Yankee Stadium. That's
1: pretty crazy. Um, yeah, man. You know what? I guess just the whole journey of life so far has been pretty cool. You know, and um, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Well, (laughs) so I I, I was
2: adopted. Keith is a a foster child as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's where we connected in the Titans locker room and yeah i think it's a it's a hell of a story man cheers to you on that Yeah,
1: for sure um
2: so here here's what we promised colin warner our executive producer for radio with all things outkick network he's a massive irish fan i'm about to give a scoreboard scoreboard update he's trying to go dark on this game so far so good i asked him if he'd seen the score prior to starting the final he said no but uh we have the gator bowl ongoing he's you can leave. We want him to get out of the studio. Here's, here's the Notre Dame fan uh, as he uh, bounces from the studio briefly. So Matt now will we let him back in. Now, now we can give the update. Uh, Davey Hudson has been following all the games today. We've got one final, another in progress in the fourth quarter, and I'm looking, Davey, at South Carolina-Notre Dame, and it has been a very back-and-forth game in the first half.
0: I'm honestly surprised to see it being as high-scoring as it is. We're currently halfway through the second second quarter, and South Carolina actually has the lead, 24-17. to Collin still has his ears, like, muffed over. Yep. But uh, South Carolina, even though they're uh, making the change, you know, with the offensive coordinator, good lead so far. We'll see if it holds up. They currently have the ball. As far as games that ended earlier, Maryland pulls off the upset over 23rd-ranked NC State, 16-12 to 12 in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Uh, you saw Mike Loxley. Uh, I don't think we had the video of it yet, but uh, getting doused in tomato, which uh, oh. Shane Beamer that Ew. happened with him last year.
2: In mayonnaise, you mean? What did I say? Tomato. Tomato.
0: tomato yeah.
2: It's I don't nasty. know where that's it's, coming from. Hey, it's both nasty. I always huh? <laughs> joke that the Texas Bowl is played in Birmingham. Is the Birmingham Bowl played in you know Austin or something? Uh, who knows with all these bowl names? Uh, but the Duke's Mayo Bowl, yes. NC State. Uh, falls to maryland 16 12 and then in progress pitt is playing yes
0: pitt currently down but they have it second and goal in the fourth quarter they're down 28 to 21 to ucla in the tony the tiger Sun
2: Bowl. they got wow. it they just scored and got the extra points 28 all 28 all fourth quarter
1: this is going to be the
2: this is going to be the best bowl game of the year right here pitt and ucla knotted at 28 12 44 remaining I just can't get over these names of the of
1: the bowl. There's games. way too They're, many of them. They've come along, come a long way. From, way too many of them. Yeah, Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. That's what I. That's FedEx Orange Bowl. Now
2: it's the PlayStation, right? The PlayStation Bowl for is it back to it's Tostitos? PlayStation's
1: left like, it. Ah. Uh,
2: it was the Fiesta Bowl for PlayStation.
1: Who knows? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it Who knows? changed so hard. You know what?
2: It's the Just Love Fiesta
1: Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That <laughs> yeah, you know what? If it's the Just Love Fiesta Bowl, that means. The company is sold, <laughs> and I'm on an island somewhere yeah, that's, like that's uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in trading places. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Ohio and Wyoming also playing. It's uh, 8-7 currently first quarter. They're just underway. Again, South Carolina 24, Notre Dame 17. Gamecocks with the football with uh, under three minutes to play first half. We can let Colin back in now. We will not mention the score again.
0: It's the Verbo Fiesta Oh, it's Verbo now. Okay.
2: Changed up way too much now. Colin, you missed so much as he walks back in studio. Uh, I maintain I will not try to ruin this for you. Tonight, we've got Tennessee Clemson. We'll preview that coming up as well as give our thoughts on the college football playoff. But let's go through the uh, headlines of the day. Let's also discuss and preview what is going to be a pretty interesting NFL weekend. The best game is on Monday night. We'll preview that in just a moment, Keith. Uh, Dolphins-Patriots. Dolphins need to win out. They've got Teddy Bridgewater now instead of Tua. They're reluctant to say Tua's on the back burner. You know, they, they didn't actually rule him out until later in the week. He's, I don't think they're playing him again. You know, he's they had shouldn't. at least they two. They messed up confirmed, the first time. Yeah, two confirmed concussions, three really that we all saw. Yeah. And I don't know with the way the NFL has treated this this year, changing the. Pro, there's no way. They even waited after the, after the first official one, after the Cincinnati game where he's knocked out. They waited an extra week after he had cleared protocol before playing him again, and now he's back in it. I don't think they play him again this year, and now Teddy Bridgewater, who has been efficient at times. He wasn't great in Denver, but he also didn't turn the football over at the higher rate than you know anyone that was playing after him. Keith, I, I think they can continue to win with, uh, with what they're doing in Miami despite Tua not being there.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Teddy Bridgewater, he was playing pretty well when he had the opportunity this yeah. year. Then he got hurt. Um, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. But, no. of course, you know, he can – look, once you <laughs> once you get into that second round of the playoffs when you got to see maybe the Bills and you got to see maybe Cincinnati or Kansas City, that's when it gets real. So, look, I, I like um, – I like Teddy Bridgewater to get him to the promised land. I like Teddy Bridgewater over Mac Jones. Me too. You know, so Me yeah, too. for sure.
2: And and just looking at the matchups right now, they're the seven seed, Miami, at eight and seven, second in the AFC West. Uh, that means that they would be on the road in Kansas City to open up the playoffs. Again, they're in the postseason. It's not like you're coming to Nashville or Jacksonville. You're going to KC. Yeah,
1: and you know, look, once you're in the playoffs, you just gotta you just gotta play it out and to shoot, you have seen the formula last night for the Tennessee yeah. Titans. You know, you get a team to turn it over, you get a little opportunistic, and then it's, you're in a close game in the fourth quarter.
2: Well, and Cincy. he last year yeah. had to go on the road. You know, they hosted Vegas, won that game. Then they go to, to Nashville. They win despite Burrow being sacked nine times, really sacked 11, but penalties called the play back after he was sacked. Um... They still win that game, and then they go on to win the AFC Championship and then fall in the Super Bowl. We've seen crazier things. I'm with you, though. I don't see Miami running the table. I also don't buy New England. That's why I'm taking the Dolphins this week. Panthers on the road in Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians is going in—I don't know what they call it—their Ring of Honor. This is their Ring of Honor game for Bruce Arians in Tampa, and— I would say if Tampa still had Bruce Arians as head coach, they wouldn't be in this position right now with this record offensively and with the position they're in where they can't lose this game to Carolina. Carolina can win out and win the south. Tampa's got to take advantage of playing a bad Carolina team that traded their talent away. Sam Darnold, uh, there's an amazing stat that I took a screenshot of last night. It, it I mean it's Sam Darnold against Brady. Well, and it, Tampa's favored by three and a half, and we have seen how many times Tampa have to have a, a two minute drill twice in the fourth quarter to win. Look, they're
1: starting to make Tom Brady get gray hairs. <laughs> Forty five years old. How many times you want him to do it? Here's, Cheers to Bruce Arians uh, going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but yeah. I, I gotta go with Carolina on this one. They ran for like over three hundred yards franchise record. on the ground. Franchise last record.
2: Last week. That's without Christian McCaffrey, who's been their franchise player. Right, franchise record rushing and total offensive yards. they were like
1: six hundred total offensive yards last week. They're almost like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the NFC, NFC just because, yeah. like you just they lost. You know, they things just didn't go their way this year, and they're well, knocking at the door. <laughs> and they're they're playing well
2: with a yeah. young a young defense. Interim coach, interim coach, who's four and four now. Probably I don't five and four maybe since he took over from Matt Rule. But here's the Sam Darnold stat. He's never gone five straight games without an interception in his career. He's at four straight right now. <sighs> so, the, <laughs> so the question is, and the reason I save this, do you bank on the fact that Sam Darnold is about to do something he's never done in the NFL? Or do you bet on Tom Brady actually figuring out some things with others? Hey, I'm... I took Carolina in the run game.
1: I'm going with the changing of the guard with yeah. the run game, changing of the guard. If you can control the game and the clock on the ground, Sam Donald, look, he's veteran enough to and made enough look. He has way more snaps than Josh Dobbs. You know what I'm saying? No so, doubt. Sam Donald has been playing enough football and been overlooked and all those different things. Every player, young player, quarterback would love to prove themselves in the NFL. Sam Donald can dethrone and retire questionably (laughs) the goat of the NFL in Tom Brady. Jets and Seahawks. Um,
2: Seahawks have really fallen off as of late. Jets are back with Mike White, who you really like.
1: Let's go. Mike Mike White, let's go. I'm with Mike White.
2: Yeah, Zach Wilson's getting the Derek Carr treatment. He's he's not back next year. He's yeah, inactive he stinks. this week. Yeah, he's awful. Uh, Vikings-Packers. Let, this, mm. So the this Packers look- have to win out. They also need help. They need the Commanders to lose a game or the Giants to lose out, but they must win out. They're taking on Minnesota, who yet again wins a one-score game, and the Vikings are 11-0 in those, in those games. But... They're also, the vast majority of those 11-0 games are teams with a losing record. So you could also argue, hey, they're playing very close with teams that they should handle. That's the league. That's right, how, yeah, I, that's the league. You gotta win the games
1: that's in front of you.
2: Yeah, and here's, here's Green Bay playing well, seemingly coming together at the right time. This game, KB, is more about the individual matchup because Justin Jefferson, if he gets 122 yards in each of the next two games, he will be the first wide receiver ever to have a 2,000-yard receiving season. He's got Green Bay this week. He's torched them uh, earlier this year. And it was like 186 yards receiving two touchdowns against Jair Alexander, who's one of the best corners in the league, highest-paid corner of the league today. And he's talking trash, saying that was a fluke. Jefferson ain't bleep. And I'm paraphrasing, you know. But he's like, bring it. Uh, I'm here to take you on. And I think Jefferson's game for this, and I think even though the Vikings have locked up their division, they're still trying to claw for that second seed. They're not going to get – they're going to catch the Eagles. They've got to hold off the 49ers for the second seed because you get the better matchup. But also they're going to go for it because they have a chance to set an all-time first-ever record for this guy and potentially put him in the MVP conversation instead of Offensive Player of the Year conversation.
1: Yeah, I think that – you know, and then why wouldn't you want to have the be the franchise with two of the most dynamic rookie wide receivers of all time and Randy Moss yes. and Justin Jefferson? And um, I believe, ah, oh man, it, it's 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 I'm losing my. Oh yeah, it was I believe when Kansas City played uh, Cincinnati earlier this year. The Kansas City DBs were calling uh-huh. out the Cincinnati wide receivers. Yeah. And that didn't fare too well. It's hard enough to play on that island, which is cornerback, when you have no pressure on yourself. And, look, I don't even recall Deion Sanders or some of the greats of all time calling out individual wide receivers saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Because at the end of the day, you don't know how you're going to get game planned. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And I would just leave... Yeah, it's harder when you have that one-on-one matchup. I would just leave that alone. Like as a linebacker, I could be like, "Oh, this running back isn't going to do anything because during the week I can get those guys on, on the D line and my other linebackers to understand that on these down and distances, when we see this, we're all attacking." Yeah. But when you're uh, DB on that island, mano e mano, my man well, friend. Uh, not even
2: that. <laughs> it's really two-on-one based on because you're 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 with the you're on the receiver and the rule book. The rule yeah. book is against you too. Yep. You know, it's stacked against you as it is. Jair Alexander, just it, here's, so uh, in order to set this record, by the way, Jefferson's doing this on the road, back-to-back weeks in Green Bay and Chicago. Two cold places. He's only played in one game, one career game with freezing temperatures. And in the two games he's had in Lambeau, 84 receiving yards in the two games combined. Yeah. So uh, it, you can point to Alexander's got some trash talk, and he can back it up based on that alone. But he goes on to say, um, he's human. That's what I'm saying. We ain't putting too much on nobody. He's a really good receiver, but at the end of the day, I'm a really good corner. You don't want to put too much focus on that one person because it's like the first game, it was a fluke. <laughs> and, and he went into more detail. But I'm, I eager, I'm eager to see this.
1: I, I see what he's saying. He's saying that... They probably were asking him asking him about that matchup yeah, from the first game, no doubt.
2: which was Week One,
1: right? And he was like, he's saying it's a fluke in the sense that it was Week One.
2: Um, some of the other solid matchups on Sunday: Vikings Packers. We just re- went through uh, Ravens Steelers has been flexed to Sunday Night Football. Mike Tomlin at one point, KB mm-hmm. two and six. Mm-hmm. He's never had a losing season. Right now. Uh, the Steelers are a game below 500 with two games to play. That is remarkable to me. It's crazy. He has no. a chance to do it. And he's got Huntley at quarterback, which we mentioned earlier, not Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah, and it's, Mike Tomlin always finds a way to get his guys. His team, like, it's just it's multiple teams. Yes. Like, it's just multiple players. Like, he'll have his core guys. He doesn't have, like, Ben Roethlisberger this year. But he has a Cam Hayward. You know what I mean? And maybe some other vets that have been there too, like that know what it's about. They they know what a Steeler
2: player is. Yeah. You know, that. that's how – it's very interesting how they go about defining who they're bringing into the draft because those guys fit their mentality and their culture so well. Yeah. For if, the most part.
1: And if they don't, they'll get you out of there. I had an opportunity, like I think in 2017 or 16, I did the um, Bill Walsh coaching program. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, former players that have an interest in coaching. You go to a, a NFL team, and yeah, you're on their camp coaching roster. So I was at Pittsburgh, okay, for um, about three, about a, about a month. And it was just um, like a mini great, camp and stuff. No, 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 like training camp. Chan- okay, like you're up, like with the coaching staff. You're in coaches' meetings. You're breaking down film. as a linebacker coach. Um, it was pretty cool to be around that organization. To hear, you know, what goes on in the coaches' meetings and and some of those things. To be around the Rooney family and to see, you know, like it means the Giants organization and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization are are very similar in a lot of ways, but more so in the sense that they're family run. Yeah. And like you know, consistent. Yeah, and you can feel. You can feel the presence of the family in a good way when you come across them.
2: So you were there with Antonio Brown and and Le'Veon? Oh, yeah.
1: A.B. – no, Le'Veon wasn't there. He was sitting out that year? Yes, that was the year he was sitting out. That was the year that he was sitting out. A.B. was there. He was the guy. James Conner was looking well. But then there's also – it goes into the way that they do things, how Coach Tomlin, you know, practices in camp, that those things carry over to, you know, the regular season – that carryover to when you're down and out, you think you're down and out, and to when now you're climbing up out of the cellar with a potential playoff berth, but at least fighting for something in December.
2: Yeah, if you're going to get them, get them now because Steelers are always going to be in the mix. Uh, Bills at Bengals Monday Night Football, the best matchup of Week 17. This can determine the number one overall seed in the AFC. Joe Burrow, 16 touchdown passes in his last six games. They're clicking. I'm on board with the Bengals train going into the postseason. I can't wait to watch them or San Francisco for that matter. Because I think uh, Cincy can beat you in multiple ways. I'm a firm believer. You can't just be a run-first team or a pass-first team. If you are, you're not going very far. Because you've got to be able to win multiple ways in the postseason. Cincy can do that. They can do it at home or the road. But for the first time, we could see them host playoff games consecutively based on how this game goes. Dawson Knox for the Bills. Multiple touchdown catches. In uh, three, state, three straight games, you've got Josh Allen, who has five, two interception games this season, and the Bills have lost three of those five games. So can Cincy's defense put some pressure on him, get him out of the pocket? Can you cover long enough against what is a, a, a very dynamic receiving core for Buffalo in order to force some, some picks? You've got Prescott, Derek Carr, and Josh Allen as your league leaders in interceptions. I'm taking the Bengals.
1: I think that the Bengals are playing the best football right now, um, definitely in the AFC. I feel that they play with a swagger and a confidence um, that hasn't been shattered yet. You know, even the way they started off the season slow, it was like, so what? Yeah, even, they were in like, you're
2: right, they were slow-mo. Yeah. yeah and then Quicksand. Even,
1: You know, even go back to last year, like all of it. Like, oh, our quarterback gets sacked a lot. So what? They started (laughs) off the season slow. So what? The quarterback gets sacked, but they just go out there and make plays. And like, it's Freddie T said, but they might just be too young to really understand. And they don't. It's not an arrogance, but it's definitely a swagger that they know that they're gonna they can go out and play with anyone. They just went out and hosed uh, Tampa Bay. They get the wins that they need to get, and it builds confidence in this young team. And, now, like, if they get this win over – and they were at the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So if they get this win over Buffalo, they're the team. In everybody else's eyes, but more importantly, their eyes. Because they didn't get a piece of Buffalo last year.
2: You're right. And and preseason until now, everyone's been talking about, in the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City, and then Indianapolis was supposed to win the South. And then, well, oh, by the way, the Bengals played in the Super Bowl.
1: Tennessee, they had Tennessee even a little bit over in the beginning. Yeah, over. And, and, and
2: keep in mind the Bengals are your your reigning AFC champions, and here they are again, somehow sneaking up on everyone. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on this team because they are built well, and they're much better on the offensive line. Lyle Collins, by the way, went to IR. There's been talk that they're going uh, to try to go to the uh, Andrew Whitworth route, trying to get him out of retirement. Oh yes, I to bring that. him back to Cincinnati. I saw that uh coming up we're going to dive into the college football playoff we'll preview both matchups and later i will ask keith bullock if he can describe and define roughing the passer (laughs) because i think it is this this era this last five-year version of can you define what is or what is not a catch in the nfl now it's roughing the passer and everyone's confused This guy was never flagged for it. Never flagged for it. And now everyone's flagged for it. That's all coming up on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th been into this bowl season you like the music come back for radio yeah that's nice so so keith doesn't know i'm really liking
1: this show man. oh uh, Oh, man yeah you could do this every day right yeah chad move over (laughs) you already got rid of one guy no let me stop (laughs) let me stop pk what's up it's my guy Paul same here (laughs)
2: polly uh no you want the middle seat or the far the side seat
1: I don't have to be in the middle. We ain't going to do no Oreo reverse Oreo. I can play the outside. <laughs> you know outside live
2: yes. Yes. Okay, fair enough. You
1: ain't going to sandwich me. Fair, you know, I'll sit on the other side of
2: the room then. Um, snap. <laughs> <it's not. laughs> no, but you've... So what you don't know is if you're watching the show, you can't hear the radio. You don't know this music is playing. I found that oh, out recently. All right. So you're dancing to nothing right now. Oh, you see what, what I'm right.
1: saying? Yeah. I got you. (laughs) Can the people out there hear us?
2: Uh, Sometimes, but not today because they're watching bowl games.
1: Yeah, not. We're at Six and Peabody. Because people just keep um, coming by like, yo, what's up? Oh, they don't know the setup either, huh?
2: No, but we've got the TVs on here, but you can't hear us out there. You see what Uh, I'm saying?
1: See? Yeah, this is swag. Yeah. So you want to come back uh, Monday? Uh, I like what y'all got going on in here, man.
2: All right. We'll get you a car and everything.
1: Car? Y'all get cars?
2: You You can. Other people do. <laughs> no,
1: nah, I'm cool, man. I don't need the perks, man. I just, you know, know. it's just fun.
2: You, know? you bring the coffee. We'll supply the uh, yeehaw.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> I'll
2: get uh, you fresh beans. Here's how I like looking at the college football playoff. Hey, by the way, bowl season, I haven't been into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I know the 12-team playoff is coming. And, like, Rose Bowl, I hadn't even thought about the Rose Bowl. This was, like, growing up the ro- in, in, in two, three, four years ago, the Rose Bowl to me mattered. I'm not even thinking about that matchup now, right? And that, it bothers me, but at the same time, the anticipation for the 12-team playoff, I'm ready for it to get here. Here's how I look at this, though. Keith, you've got the four or five-star. You've got all the recruits. Here's Georgia compared to the rest of the teams in the college football playoff. Georgia right now, national ranking, this is all according to to 24-7 sports, Uh, national ranking is two. Michigan, 13. TCU at 32 and Ohio State at three. So you got Georgia. There's a reason why Georgia fans are upset that TCU and Ohio State didn't flip based on the ranking whenever TCU didn't win their conference championship. Georgia did. And they Georgia still ends up with Ohio State. And I said oh, prior I to the game, prior to the game, I said, if Ohio State gets in, I promise you the committee will not have the rematch of oh. Ohio State-Michigan until the championship game. And that's what they've done here. And Georgia fans are saying, hang on. They, they, I think they wanted TCU over Ohio State, and for good reason. Because you can see the recruits and the star rating based on uh, the, the way this graphic reads. But you've got 14 five-stars for Ohio State, 15 five-stars for Georgia, and 53 four-stars for the Bulldogs compared to 52 for Ohio State. Now, compare that to the other teams. One five-star for TCU, 16 four-stars for TCU, And uh, Michigan, three five-stars compared to Ohio State's 14 and Georgia's 15. Four stars, 41, 52 for Ohio State, 53 for Georgia. So you see the discrepancy. Star ratings don't mean everything. But by and large, it does mean consistency at the top of college football. And we're seeing two of the greats do it right now, program-wise with Georgia and Ohio State playing each other in round one in the semis.
1: Yeah, and I think Georgia would want to get TS, uh, TSU TCU because they'd like to be playing against a bunch of three stars. Yeah. Um, but what I've learned and uh, like really noticed, especially with this transfer portal, at least eight of those 15 and 14 stars that Georgia and Ohio State are getting are, are going to transfer because they realize that they've been a five star since they were – 14, and then they really get where the competition is thick, and this three-star really wants it. One of those 16 three-stars really wants it, and he was a three-star two years ago, but he's been through the weight program, and he saw what the guy that was an All-American did before him, and he ain't going to let no five-star come in and take his spot. The guys start to transfer, you know? Joe Burrow did it. He was a third-string quarterback at Ohio State. You got to do what you got to do. I'm not saying it's not going to work out for you, but I know uh, freshman five stars because, like Freddie T said, like they come in, you know, already getting NIL money, yep. already being they kiss your butt to come to the school, and you get at these expectations, and then
2: used to there was a D recruitment. Yeah. You were recruited, and then they broke oh, yeah. you down once you got there. That can't happen
1: now. Yeah, I, yeah, because the kid's going to leave. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to. I can't do this. I'm, I'm leaving. And, um, you know, I like to transfer a portal for a lot of reasons, but the reason I don't like to transfer a portal is because some of these soft kids who can't really – who aren't really up to snuff and maybe they played in. you know, look, the Manning kid, he's going to be great. His last name says it all. Every Manning has, right. has met expectations. Right. But I can't say that he's been playing against the top high. When people say, look at Arch, man, look – I can't say he's playing against the top competition in the country at the high school level. Yeah, but you know he's a bad example to use because he's a manning. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Know, like, but you know him.
2: Yeah, that, that's, that's the fact. thing the, that's brand, the brand itself brings so much to Texas. So what about
1: the kid, uh, Nico, that's going to – like I, he's a five-star. I he know. He's all these things, but I he know. doesn't have that brand behind I him. I mean,
2: uh, look at Georgia
1: with uh, with the, five, the four and five-stars at quarterback prior to Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Stetson – yo – Shout out to Stetson Bennett. He's out there looking like Rudy, but he's out there balling. He's, he's more than Rudy right now. No, nah, nah, you know, he, what's it? Lucas. He looks like Lucas. You remember that movie? Lucas? Or am Lucas. I dating? I, I might be dating myself. Y'all Does Colin that?
2: know this movie? Lucas? <laughs> he looks like Lucas, man. What? Do your research. It, no, hang on. If Davey Hudson doesn't know, Chad probably has seen it and he gave it a five-star rating.
1: I think Lucas was Corey Haim. It was a young Corey Haim. He doesn't look too much like Lucas, but he's out there like somebody who's like 38 whose helmet, years old. helmet not, doesn't really fit? Where's where a this baller? Huh? What year was this? Oh man, It had to be in like oh Charlie Sheen. It's a young Charlie Sheen. Lucas was the walk on. I don't know get, Charlie
2: Sheen before Playboy. So oh man.
1: Not, yeah, you got to check it out. Just go home and Google it. It's, it's, it's uh, New Year's Eve. You're not going to be doing much.
2: <laughs> well, that's fair because unless you invite but me now, somewhere, he's a I'm baller. not
1: going. He's a baller. I really like that kid. I liked him. You know, he's he a walker. He's one of those kids that, like I said, that might have been a three-star or a do-star that got looked over and it was just hungry. They put him in a position. And he had the opportunity, and he made the most of it. He is 25 years old.
2: He's coming off he's of a, a national championship win already. And he's he get, a grown ass man. Ooh, sorry, uh, uh, you're fine. Okay. No, you're fine. If he gets number two, Keith, he's getting a statue in Athens. Think about that.
1: Yo, he needs to set up have a statue, and he needs to get like a, a, a tea, like because I don't know if he can play in the league just because of size and all that. He'll get an opportunity. Whatever. I don't. I don't know. Well, whatever it is, somebody needs to hook this guy up with like a yeah. He needs to go permanent to Wall, nil or whatever he wants to do. Go to Wall Street. He's Justin. a winner. He's gonna put him right, Wall Street. You know, Goldman Sachs. Give him yep. his own team, and watch him bring you millions, <laughs> legally <More>. or illegally.
2: <laughs> uh, Keith Bullock, our guest host, and I, I wish we had a fourth hour coming up. We've got uh, 25 minutes left. I, I do want to give my thoughts on two, two of the games in the, the the two games in the playoff. Just give me your initial reaction. So, so TCU. To me, this game feels like where the dream comes to an end because Michigan feels like uh, a team on a mission to me. Off of last year, I went through earlier with Trey and, and UKB on the, the competition last year, how they ended up to where they are now. And their offensive line, they seem they, they to have taken what happened against Georgia to heart. I see a different group up front in the trenches. Schematically, though the Horn Frogs are extremely diverse, and when you start thinking about where they are, they're, they're, they rank in the top twenty-five in every passing category that you can come up with. They're fourth nationally in passing efficiency. They rank seventh in yards per pass attempt. There, you know, Sunny Dykes, you've got the, the the air raid coaching mind behind Duggan and what they're going to bring aggressive mentality. I do think this is a very good game. I think I'm, look, I'm overlooking TCU the same way I have all year. And you have Duggan to an example of how diverse they are. Duggan, he's attempted more passes of 20 yards or more than anyone Michigan has faced this season. At the same time, he's 13th out of 134 qualified quarterbacks in percentage of pass attempts occurring behind the line of scrimmage. So he's doing both and that's what you have to defend. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what TCU does. They've got to start fast. Michigan wants to bog this down and make it a street fight, and I think TCU can hold on if it's a fourth quarter game. I'd still think the the Wolverines pull this out. But man, this is the better game of the two, for me.
1: Yeah, I say if it's, um, why you just think that Georgia's going to walk Ohio State based on Eddie not being there? Yes, <laughs> yeah, not nah, he went
2: he went. He went. <laughs> oh, you have the Lucas. Here it is. Charlie Lucas. Sheen, Carrie <laughs> Green, Winona Ryder was in this film. Lucas. Bro. Uh,
1: here we go. Lucas, you watch this? Man, look that that movie came out in like nineteen eighty something. I uh, def- eighty six. I definitely. Is there a black guy in the movie? N- hey, he might have been on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been the running back. He might have been the running. He definitely was a skilled position. You know what I'm saying? I
2: love uh, you. you so this was on the TV in a room you walked into. It
1: used to be on HBO. It came out like on like it was in a movie. Look at the names on there. Corey Haim, oh. Charlie Sheen, Winona Ryder. Yeah, they're you know? in this
2: film because no one knew them just like I don't they know Luke Lucas at the time.
1: They were like young kids, you know. I think that was um when you know, Hollywood was getting the best of them. I don't know. I <laughs>
2: Fair enough. Lucas. <laughs> but,
1: um, oh, well, you
2: know what? We, we, we'll we play yeah. it here uh, on a movie night. They do Tuesday night movies. We should have Lucas. Lucas. I,
1: I bet you some people um, around our age will appreciate it. But, yeah, I just – so back to what you were saying about the um, –
2: Michigan and about Tech TCU. Michigan.
1: Yeah, so TCU has that um, passing attack. Michigan has the running attack. I think that Michigan, if you just do it like that, they can, they're going to do a better job of controlling the clock. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to play that type of style of game. You know, get off the field on third downs and then kind of force TCU to have to come back Um, because they're obviously going to have to put up points. Um, But I don't know if TCU can stop Michigan as many times as Michigan will be able to stop them.
2: With you. Uh, Briefly, just why I'm backing what Eddie has not said but has told me. Alluded to. Yes. Yes. He came in, you mentioned TSU instead of TCU earlier because you did the TSU TV yeah. games. I did the coaches show for him this year. Right. And he came in after the, you know, we talked way more than TSU Tigers football. He came in upset that they beat Northwestern 21-7 to in a driving rain, wind, awful conditions because they missed out on like a handful of third and one, third and two, fourth and one situations where they didn't get off the line of scrimmage. It's like, yeah, the the weather. He's like, no, 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 no. That's a a mindset. They didn't do that against Michigan a year ago. It happened again throughout the season, really. But Northwestern, I I thought, was weather. Eddie says no. Then he goes to Columbus for the Ohio State-Michigan game. Same thing happens in the second half. Georgia, they're a different animal than even Michigan compared to what we've seen from... That's why the fact he's not going to watch this game in person right. tells me everything I need to know. I don't that's think good. anyone, I don't think there's a belief that all of a sudden they flip a switch and say, you know what, we're a team that's going to battle in the trenches all of a sudden. We're the more physical dominant. And if we're uh, not more, we can match it. They can't do
1: it. Oh, yeah, nah. Like, if you're talking about physicality, you, either, you are who you are. like You definitely are who you are. So if you're a team that is uh, finesse, you know, flash and dash, and you're not. You can't get busy in the trenches. You're gonna get punched in the nose, and you know what Mike Tyson say when you get punched in the face. You see how teams react. Yeah. You know, you get punched in the nose. Your eyes get blurred, You can't see anything, and then they're on top of you.
2: And Ohio State's very talented. I really like them. I like young Marv. Young talent, Marv Harrison, oh, baby. Talent for talent, like I, I really think they're the be- They're the most talented team in college football. But that doesn't matter when it comes to line of scrimmage play, and that's how game plans, and that's where you have the true four and five stars show up. Facts. Well, we didn't, have the, we didn't have the separation of where the four or five stars are on the roster, right? Yeah. That, that, to me, is the difference between Georgia and Ohio State this weekend.
1: So, and look, man, and going back to the four and five star thing and all that, you know, I think it's very important. You have to have a special coach. That once those kids get in there, you got to decompress them. Look, I don't care what star you are. Everybody's here to compete. You know what I mean? Stars go off the table now, or you could do it another way. You can, everybody that comes in as a freshman, you put their stars on their helmet. What star you are. How do you perform at that star? You know what I mean? I'm not gonna take you. You know, there's a bunch of different ways. No doubt. I was a psychology major, so if I'm ever a coach, I'm gonna have my guys right. Well, you but, also
2: helped out with Elite Eleven and other yeah, things. Yeah, nah, for sure. You know how that yeah, works. That was
1: fun. And I'm, i I just got a little uh, I gotta check my email, but I might be um doing a little coaching gig at one of these uh, senior bowl games later. Is it the
2: NFLPA? Go.
1: It, it, it could be, it could be. I don't I, know I just who's wanna coaching confirm. That. I just wanna confirm if we, I got the if I got the call, I wanna Which confirm. team are you on?
2: We've already talked about it this week. Is it Fisher or Eddie? Oh, man. God, damn, Eddie. Yo. Okay, what do okay. you
1: mean? I didn't <laughs> know. I didn't, hey. That's, yeah, you know, you know, if, if let me see. I got to check my email after this. Maybe I'll check <laughs> it on the next break. Maybe I'll check it on the next break. I got to find
2: out where you're going for New Year's Eve so I can join you. Uh, the best party has ever been to. This guy's been there and he's put We've my name on the list. We've had some good times, man. No doubt, man. Uh, the last Super Bowl in Miami was. Incredible. are you
1: going to arizona this yeah year? we'll be there you'll be oh, there yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely link up there for okay sure.
2: all right uh we got another segment coming up and here's what i want to know when we come back define <laughs> ruffy the passer which i know you can't but I, I want to hear you do it right and i want to know of the playoff teams who you believe is actually super bowl caliber <laughs> because i don't think there's that many i think it's less than five mm-hmm. I want to see where you go on this. That's next. Now get 360. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Closing the week the right way, the year. Well, I can't say that because Chad's not here. If Chad were here, it would be perfect. Keith yeah, Bullock Chad's is here. Chad's the guy.
1: <clears throat> it's my guy. I got to come tell Chad when you're not here, you're let's the guy? run it back. Yeah, for sure. I, I always you, feel
2: bad about asking you to do stuff because you do so much that I ask you to do. Does that make cool? sense?
1: It's cool. Look, I, look, I'm, you know what I I'm at the point in my life that I only do what I want to do for those who I want to do it for. So, But I'm not paying good. you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel look, bad about that. Hey, baby, I'm paid, baby. I know you are. <laughs> I got other businesses. Um,
2: <laughs> in a given month, Keith, is if it's weekly, I see Keith weekly, there's a different car he pulls into the lot with every week. No, that's, no, that's true. true.
1: Well, I, you know, that is true. At one point I was just in and out of a different car, but I've always <laughs> No, no, just because I, I like I had a like I like uh 2 years ago for my b- birthday, I bought um a Porsche Taycan, the electric one. Um That's your favorite? It was cool. It was cool to drive. Well, I you know, I would always consider myself the Black James Bond. But of course, <laughs> I had a DB9 when I was playing, I had a DB9. Yeah, yeah. Um but the Porsche was cool, it was electric, so I had to get used to that charging and all that different stuff. And then, you know, it wasn't really good for, like, the kids when I had to put their stuff in the trunk and all that stuff. So I just went back to uh, my Range Rover. But at one point, I was driving a rental. What did you then, drive well, today? Oh, that's my truck. But another, I was driving my wife's car at some point, too. So, yeah, throughout the last couple years. So I'm right. Yeah, you know, I had my little duck-down hoopty that I was driving.
2: I try to judge you, like, when you pull in to the lot, we do TV on Sunday nights here in Nashville. When Keith pulls in, I'm trying to judge what mood he's in based on the car. <laughs> you know, he's always in a great mood. Yeah, But you know, uh, there's a vibe to the car.
1: So I see what you're saying. Right? But yeah, now I've only owned, for me specifically... Two cars at one time. So we've only had three cars in okay. our family at one time. It's just I think within the last two years. So I see what you're saying. When we've been doing the, um, you know, the post game show. Yep. That's when the whole little mixing and matching and all that stuff was uh, going out. Okay. So
2: uh, Blackbird Studio shout out
1: to Alan uh, and John McBride, Martina
2: McBride, everybody. Uh, Misha, hello. Oh, yeah. What's our, up, you Our former studio. Uh, Alan texts and says. I love Keith Bullock, one of my favorite titans of all time. He's in my top five. Love the show. Appreciate you, Alan. I responded during the break. I said, Keith wants a record deal. He
1: says, I'm in. I don't have any musical talent. I'll take a job. Like, if we could find, look, we could do a can, Blackbird Studio podcast. Okay. Is there a studio like this? Because, yo, you guys got it going They on. have, um,
2: they go Studio A through Studio... H Yeah G, no, I, Studio G.
1: You know, I am very familiar with Blackbird. I'm just, you know, I, I know what they kind have of, many of them. I know what kind of paper they're dealing with over there. All right. I know what y'all working with. Two minutes left. Sixty
2: seconds, Keith. Tell me what is and what is not pa- roughing the passer in today's NFL game?
1: Um, I think that the NFL doesn't know yet and they have to really (laughs) take time this offseason to come up with exactly what it is because you saw earlier in the season it's to take someone down and you're laying your body weight but that's not enough body weight you put two hands down so I think the players don't know which leads for the refs you know not knowing and it all starts at the top with the NFL rules committee.
2: The refs are under pressure on that.
1: Yeah, for sure, because they, they, and they, they don't know, know they, what they need to, do. to call something, but they don't know how to call it, so they need to be taught how to call it.
2: I, I find it fascinating that what is being called today, you never saw. No. And you retired when? Uh, 2010, 11, yeah. I mean, we're a decade removed from that, Yeah. and I cannot tell you what is or what is not pass- uh, roughing the passer. I don't... This reminds me of what is a catch. Yeah, that was your That era. was the
1: whole thing. That yeah. was your
2: What is a catch? What is a and catch? And you could not define it. It was very convoluted. It's the same way right they now. They want to
1: protect the quarterback so much. They don't even know how they want to do it. They don't even realize, oh, we're just going to implement this for people that maybe, maybe never really played the game and they think it's going to work, but it's like it looks stupid. Yes. It makes the product look dumb and it doesn't make it look sense. And there's a lot of authentic... NFL fans that date back 50 and all these different years. Obviously, it's changed from when I played. We didn't have any rules, like I said before. When it really came to physicality, Titans fans saw how Steve McNair used to get his butt kicked. They weren't protecting the quarterback back then. So, you know, for the I would say the NFL purest over the last 20, 30 years it's definitely different.
2: Name off the teams that can win a Super Bowl.
1: Philly, Kansas, no. Philly, Buffalo, um, Cincinnati, I put Cincinnati above Buffalo. You throw Kansas City in there, and you got to throw San Francisco. But with quarterback irrelevant who's playing good ball, I don't know.
2: Not Minnesota. Not Dallas. Nah, nah, nah. Back at it on Monday. Dan Dockett will be here. Happy New Year from everyone at OutKick.